I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is For the Talkers. Hello, talkers, and welcome back. Beginning of July, my birthday month. <laughs> Today I am joined by my three amazing sisters. Y'all already know Becca. So re-listen to her episode for her intro. <laughs> but Darcy Joanna is my like the sister just older than me. How old are you? 23? Yeah, I'll be 23 in three days. In three days. Darcy has an associates of arts. She's educated. Educated. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. She values family and friend time and good times with simplicity. Her favorite color is purple. Her favorite animal is a dinosaur. She, she enjoys golfing, outdoors, and sports. She's a movie watcher with popcorn, of course, and is, popcorn. and is always down for an adventure. And then also my oldest sister, Hannah Nicole, who has a PhD in biochemistry. She values integrity and truth, and she's a mother to Charles, who... To my OG listeners have heard from him because I think I think he was in my first episode mm-hmm. and then a new mother to Quinny and she's a professor at Snow College her favorite color is orange she enjoys making things like sewing baking scrapbooking and she finally hung up her pictures in her house well today is our book review for those of you who are in our book club you can follow me on Instagram. I'll link it. Um, but we're going to start with our ha- happy, funny, sads. So my happy is we're at my parents' house right now. And our cousins and aunt from Arizona came to visit us. And we don't get to see them a whole ton. So that's been super fun. And then my funny is Brooklyn likes to give wet willies to wake <laughs> people up. So I got to receive multiple this morning. <laughs> That might that maybe should have been my sad a willy lick, oh, yeah. as she calls them. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, yeah, and then my sad is trying to balance new jobs and family and friend time and everything. It's hard. <laughs> my happy is Amazon Prime Days is coming up. <laughs> oh, I remember last. I year. <laughs> have been. Doing, putting in the hours Wait, to what, prepare. What is Amazon Prime Day? <gasps> I'll show you. Oh, I'll teach you they're the just, way to get back. They're sales. So it's don't when fall Amazon for pretends it. everything is on sale, but it's really not. <laughs> Mark it up 150, take it down another 50. <laughs> but I am getting ready to buy baby stuff, so I will be on the lookout for deals, but I love shopping. So I'll, that's I'll happy. link your wish list so everyone can buy stuff for uh, you. <laughs> yeah, please do. Baby registry uh, will be linked below. Yes. My funny was last week we were at a family reunion and the kids did a talent show. <laughs> so Skylar learned how to do quote-unquote cartwheels on the trampoline where she just puts her hands down and flips over onto her back. It's more giving like a front hand spring, but like land on your back. Mm -hmm. But it's called cartwheel, mind you. So she's on this concrete stage dancing with her cousin. They were 
so cute. It was getting a little monotonous. So from the crowd, I said, Skylar, do a cartwheel. And she gets up on those hands and flips and lands straight on her back on that concrete. And it shouldn't have been funny. But it was so funny. Becca was crying. She was laughing so hard. And the best part is, like, she kind of just laid there. Yeah. And, and then, then got back up. And just, like, looked around stunned. But, like, she didn't cry. Like, a little just... body shock. <laughs> and then kept dancing. Oh, I felt bad, but she's a tough kid. But she's also my sad for this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> tables. one morning... I did not get enough sleep, and so I sat down, and if you sit down, when I sit down, I fall asleep. So I was asleep in the morning, and Skylar and Brooklyn are just doing their thing, and Brooklyn comes to get me, and she says, Mom, Skylar has your chapstick, which we know is very in character for Skylar. She loves those, and this one that she got was actually a tinted chapstick, so it was, it was lipstick for sure all over her face. I found a glob of it in the kitchen floor. The bottle and the lid were in the washing machine. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and she had also climbed up on the counter and broke one of my glass cups that I got. So she is destructive. And that was sad for a minute, but we're okay. Tough and destructive <laughs> are her two. Some people call her Hulk. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So my happy was I went to Yellowstone and I got to see a lot of bison and Old Faithful. Got to see that. Although we had to wait two hours in the hot sun and I was wearing black jeans and I had a little tiny rip up in the top. So I have a little sunburn of a square on the very top of my thigh. So that was fun. But my sad is I had to come back. So now I have to go to work. So, you know, adulting. It's rough life out there. And then my funny is last night at about 12 o'clock, I lost my phone. So it was pitch black. We were playing badminton outside. So we were looking everywhere outside, trying to find it, calling it. It was on vibrate, of course. So we couldn't find it. We looked all in the house, couldn't find it. So I was like, whatever. It's probably just in a silly place. I'll find it tomorrow. And sure enough, we woke up and Zane goes outside to go put the bags in the car. And there it is, just sitting on the trunk of the car, (laughs) just sitting out there all night. (laughs) Would have taken two more steps and I could have found it, but that was my funny. I'm going to do my sad first. (laughs) And I was telling everyone, I am very emotionally not high and low. (laughs) is very stable stable. (laughs) so my sad is that my clothes don't fit anymore (laughs) because i had a baby two months ago and so getting dressed is a struggle most days Uh, but my happy is that i started a new workout program and i really like it and i got muscles on my hips now nice (laughs) well so i usually don't do the dancey type of (laughs) workout programs Dancy. And this one's ballet bar. Oh. So I've been doing ballet moves. Amazing. I love it. And I didn't think I would like it, but I really do. So are we going to get a show later tonight? Or, or do some booty lifts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. 
And uh, my funny is, like Elizabeth said, we've been hanging out with the cousins, and I've got to play lots of nerds with my cousins and my sisters, and we say funny things while we play. <laughs> it was the nerds talking. Yes. <laughs> what set of nerds get, stays in the nerds circle? <laughs> okay. Well, that was everyone's, yeah. Okay, I'm going to read off some of the results from the survey that I put out for A Court of Thorns and Roses. Had a much better turnout than last month, so hopefully next month is even better. And if you're listening to this and you didn't fill it out but you want to, you still can. Like, they're open all the time as far as I'm concerned. And when you fill it out, you can see the results. So if you're, like, curious, you can do that, but. So, for the overall rating, about 50% was 10, which is pretty good. means people liked it. And the lowest rating was a 7. So, overall, it was highly enjoyed. Um, some of the favorite characters were Feyre, Tamlin, Lucian, and Rysand. And, was I say Rysand? This is something I actually wanted to oh talk no. about. Tell me right now. How do we pronounce the names? Well, I want everybody say how well, do you Feyre, it said in the book because like yeah. so that one I know for sure. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. So, and this is like a everybody has a different way of saying it. Uh-huh. So I say Rysand. Okay, and that's what I think in my mind, and I can't change it because the first time I read this book, I said Fair. Yes, for her name. And then I learned that it was Feyre, uh-huh. and then I switched. So now in my mind, she is Feyre. But Rysand is supposed to be Resand. Oh. And I cannot get it to switch in my mind. Well, that's because Rysand is better. So, exactly. <laughs> so as long as we're, I just wanted to bring it up. Well, okay, but what about people who know the book? Lu- Lucian? Right, it's supposed to be Lucian. Yeah, because I listened to it for just a little, a few cha- a few chapters on YouTube, and that's how they pronounced it. it was like, Lucian, Lucian, oh. like ocean, but Lucian, Lucian, yeah, Lucian. It's like a soft, but but not Lucian. That one's funny because in my mind it's it kind of rolls like Lucian, but then I always go back and correct it to Lucian, so it's like somewhere in between yeah. for me. I don't really care. But the Tamlin is just name. Tamlin, right? Tamlin's an easy one. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what about her name? Amarantha. Amarantha. It's just so hard. It's like when you first look at it, you really have to like... <laughs> it's a long one. Or every time. I was like, <laughs> sound it out, Becca. You can do this. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah. Well, that's clear. All right, so, yeah. Okay, so now, who's the favorite character? So, the favorite character is Lucien. I can't say that. I'm going to say Lucien. I'll say Lucien. I feel like that's a compliment. Yes. Yeah, Lucien. Well, I guess Lucien and Tamlin were actually even for favorite characters. And Rysan. Oh. Rysan. Oh, (laughs) Rysan. Basically, no one else chose Amarantha, Alice, Nesta, Elaine, or anyone else. No one liked the main character the most? Ooh. Feyre. Feyre? Who was your okay. favorite? Apparently okay. not. My favorite was Tamlin, for sure. Mine, too. Oh. You know why. <laughs> I don't know if I get favorites in books. I'm like, well, y'all sucked at that point, but then you were kind of cool then. I don't know. I'm that's the opposite. Good, that's a good way to be, Elizabeth. <laughs> 
because oh, I'm not. But I'm in so. the same camp as Becca, but I think we have very different favorite characters. Yes, our <laughs> qualifications are for favorites are very Were different. they described as attractive? Favorite. <laughs> no, wait, so why is Tamlin your favorite? On the spot. Abs. <laughs> Fair enough. Shredded. <laughs> I think he was he was just the Prince Charming of the book, and I'm a sucker <laughs> for Prince Charming. Okay, well, we just have to have this conversation right now then, because when Feyre found out about the whole, whatever it was called, the curse, right, my first reaction would have been like, oh, so he doesn't actually love me because he was only fulfilling a prophecy. But at the same time... He stopped sending people and stuff like he was over it. And then all of a sudden he sends one more out and he didn't have to bring her back. Like he had to make the whole lie and all that stuff. He didn't have to do that. He could have killed her right on the spot. Like, you know, like he did take her in and she she said a lot in the book. Like, I should have be dead right now. Like, I shouldn't be talking to them like this and like all that stuff. And they didn't like. They knew that was like. But did they do that because they knew that they could possibly be freed? But wouldn't you do everything for that chance to be freed? Yes, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> did Tamlin do everything for that chance? Because he sent her home. Yep, I was just gonna say that he sent her home three days early. That's how you know he loves her. <laughs> okay. Because he All let right. her go to keep her safe. Would you? save the one you love or save literally everyone else in the continent well this is what got me was love that love <laughs> love love well, but what got me is that amarantha was gonna kill literally every single human so he sent her home to save her but for how long do you know what i'm saying because he knew what amarantha's plan was so it's like not only did he not save he didn't save anyone, It really, if she hadn't come back. Because he sent her to her death. Because Amarantha was going to come kill every human. So, like, it was heroic in the moment. But if you think about it, it's like, no, he needed to fulfill that. Because she is human. And Amarantha was going to kill all the humans. Like, that was the one way to save everyone. Even herself. Yes. I, I get you. But I think he also, you know, he shot his shot. He said, I love you. She didn't say it back, so he couldn't tell her about it. Well, I don't think that... I think she would have died if he hadn't sent her home. Because the curse would have been broken, but Amarantha would have found her and killed her. So it really was... Lose, 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 except she came back. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and it, oh. like, it almost had to happen that way for Feyre as well. So she knew, like... Because when she was thinking about her father, like, mm-hmm. oh, he wouldn't do that for me. Like, he doesn't actually truly fully love me. And, like, well, that's when she, like, it snapped for her. Like, I really do. I will do anything for this man. Mm-hmm. And to see the side of Nesta that she hadn't seen before, I think that was really important. For, like, a full circle of, like, okay, my family is safe. They don't actually hate me. And I'll find a, a someone submitted something that was kind of interesting on that so I'll share that why is Nesta your favorite character there's a lot of character building for her in the the latest book um but I cheater like, 
It's fair. It's true. <laughs> it's really, I love listening to you guys talk about it because I want to talk to you after the next book. Yes. <laughs> right, you know all the information we're missing. Yeah. I like, I just know the characters better. Right. Um, but yeah, that's why I like Ness. I like morally gray characters that you find out why they do things that initially seem evil or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why I like Rice like and too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. He's my favorite because under the mountain, and I think this might be one of our discussion questions too, right? He's the only thing that keeps Feyre alive, and he's playing it the whole time to get Amaranth out of the picture, right? Because the only way is for her to break the curse and then Tamlin to go crazy and kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everything he does, if you go back and look at it, it's to get to that end point. Yep. But he was still playing the bad guy right which makes it even better because he was doing it for everyone because if tamlin knew what he was doing he wouldn't been so angry yeah and if amarantha knew obviously like it wouldn't work like (laughs) and if feyre knew she wouldn't she would have come off too like happy to oblige like it really needed to come off as like he is the bad guy and it needed to come off that way the last question that was like a bar graph question on the survey was what court would you live in i want to know all your guys answers but the overarching answer was 33 percent for summer (laughs) 25 for spring and then a few more for day night and dawn so i think i couldn't decide at first and i haven't read the other books so maybe i would because i feel like we didn't learn a lot about some of the courts so i think i would say spring just because in one part of the book, it was like, it's never too hot and it's never too cold. I was like, yep, put me there. It's April 25th there, yeah. always. Spring was my yeah. choice also. I chose summer because I like to be hot. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I love to go outside and read and tan at the same time. Valid. Which seems applicable for a book of discussion. <laughs> yes. Did you have one? Oh, yeah. I picked spring just because that was the one that I heard about the most. <laughs> so that answer will probably change in the distant future. When you read your whole box set. I bought the whole box set. That's how much I like the first one. Bought it. There's supposed to be more. Too. I finished it and bought it. Aren't they making it a series or a movie too? A movie? I thought I saw like a casting thing, something. Someone who completed the survey made this comment and I think it flows with the conversation we just had. Um, they said probably an unpopular opinion, but I am a Rysand fan. I always got vibes that he was being a jerk for a bigger cause. He quickly became one of my favorites. Feyre kind of annoyed me. <laughs> Lucian was a great character. I love his genuineness and love. And I, I agree with that. Like, but I'll, any book, movie, like you need like kind of like the comedic relief where he's just funny and s- I wouldn't say simple, but like he was there and you knew he cared, but he's always cracking jokes. Yeah, it wasn't like a love triangle no. situation. Yeah. yeah, which is. I think the next t- question we should talk about is what did um, people think of Feyre's relationship with her sisters? And so some of the responses were very like, I'm so confused. Why is she so underappreciated when she was the one who was essentially keeping the whole family alive? Didn't seem to add up. 
Someone else said, Nesta and Elaine are horrible to Feyre. It seems like the relationship is pretty non-existent. I think letting Feyre do everything for them and treating her poorly was easier for them than accepting the circumstances they were in. I also think they were jealous. And then this one that I wanted to share kind of flips the perspective. So I really liked this comment. They all love in different ways ways poverty does things to people no matter how hard you try i think they all coped the only way they knew how they didn't have any parental support and they all had trauma and just processed it differently so i think that was cool because the book definitely paints a picture of Feyre's saving the family and she has two mean sisters and i like that at the end of the book you saw more into that but i just thought that that comment was very true and like enlightening of they all went through very traumatic things and they were processing that differently and no one knew about the what was it called the vow between the mom and Feyre the promise the promise yeah so it, it maybe could have come off as like I'm gonna be the savior of the family because you know I don't I don't know I just see what do you guys think yeah I think that's pretty accurate and then um I think Feyre very clearly loves her sisters, and I think that it shows how Feyre's relationships work in different ways. Like, of course she loves Tamlin. He put her in this beautiful home, and he gives her paints, and he gives her all these happy, good experiences. And with her sisters and her father, it's complete opposite, right? They've kind of, they don't show appreciation for her. They're cruel to her. her. They take things from her. But she loves them anyway, and so I think that the love she has for her sisters and her father is much deeper than the love she has for Tamlin because because they don't get along. And you see that come out in some of the other books later on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then like we kind of said, like seeing Nesta, how, how Pharaoh was able to see Nesta in a different light of like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why. <laughs> I just want to read this because someone sent a typo. <laughs> And I think it's really funny. Do you know Paolo? No. Oh, yeah. If any, For those who are listening, all these are anonymous, so I don't know. <laughs> and we can talk about this question, Asuri, since we haven't read it. But the question was, if this is your first time reading, what do you think will happen in the second book? <laughs> and this, this person um, responded with, Tampon and Feyre get married and save the world. <laughs> that was my news. <laughs> I saw the spell check to that, and I changed it. No, you didn't. <laughs> Two winners over here. What a, what a profound thought. I just want to expound on that. <laughs> um, other people said, Feyre will catch fillings for rice sand, and there will be a war. Okay. Nesta is going to come to Prithian. Rysand and Tamla are going to have a mad beef. I think that was all of them. I, don't I just want to say, all of them are true. <gasps> We're such good guessers. Even tampon. <laughs> There's <laughs> a tampon in it. <laughs> I knew Incredible. it. Well, there is a, a wedding. Phenomenal. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes. You're going to hate it. I kind of hope that Nesta and Lucian, Lucian, Lucian. get married. Mm. They, they hit it off, you know. I could vibe with that. But you oh. like Lucian because he's soft and, and like, a fun character. Mm-hmm. But we like Nesta because she's hard and mean. That's 
but the people I, that usually get together. <laughs> I thought Lucian wasn't like he wasn't super soft. Like he was kind of he like, just was blunt. Like yes, he said yeah. that what was on his mind, he wasn't gonna beat around the bush, you know, like and like yeah, he just him and Feyre had good banter together and all that and like he was just a good wingman for Tamlin pretty much. I was gonna ask, do you guys have any like quotes or moments that are your favorite or anything like that it's not if not it's okay there were just a few lines that stuck out to me that I wrote down so this was when Tamlin was kind of explaining the war to Feyre because she didn't know that fairies had fought with the humans she didn't know that which that makes a lot more sense because I'm like really a bunch of magical creatures like even had a battle like they could just wipe people out but Anyway, so he was talking to her and he said, against slavery, against tyranny, I would gladly go to my death no matter whose freedom I was defending. And that just stuck out to me. I thought that was really cool. I think that's an amazing character trait. And I think that it'd be awesome if a lot of people had that, you know, of just freedom is freedom. It's not something that only some people can have. It's and they were willing to fight for that and fight for the minorities because in this case right like the humans are at obvious disadvantage so it's just cool that there were people out there that said you know I have a higher power than you and I'm gonna help you I agree that there should be more people like that I think there's more it's easier to hate certain groups or certain humans (laughs) but to just have a character trait in yourself that is like a value freedom so much that you want it for everyone no matter who they are that is really cool so some other questions that I have that didn't go in the survey Nicole kind of already talked about this but I'm still going to ask it uh what helped Feyre what most helped Feyre get through her trials under the mountain and I, was, I think I was telling Grace or someone, I don't know, just how sometimes fantasy books get me because it's like, in my brain, very unrealistic. It's like, okay, this human, just a human is going into like magic realms where, you know, people have just so great of powers and they somehow win. Like, that seems so unrealistic to me. I just think about like when the Naga... Mm-hmm when they attacked her in the forest like she would have died she would not have been able to a three-on-one of magical creatures like that's what i think but except that she had been hunting in the woods for six years so she was pretty good with the bow yeah and you're right she would have died but tamlin saved her yeah she didn't save herself but she did put she up more gave, of a yeah. Fight. She defended, yeah she gave herself and a running start and i did like that part of the book where she saves the what what did she go find the, the surreal yeah the surreal surreal yeah i liked that part like where that was her first move was to save another creature Mm -hmm. and then in return that helped her get some distance between the naga because it like said that was like a poof of black or whatever when she released it right and i think someone talked to her about that in the book of like oh like that's pretty cool that you did that because yeah she could have just ran she could have just saved herself yeah, I think that's a good point, and I, that gets me about fantasy too. Even in these ones, like <laughs> that, like they're these high fae, and they're like so much better, and they have all these powers. But 
if you think of it more that they're all just like people yeah. is maybe a good way to say it like I think that it's easier to to read it that way yeah uh, but I also think under the mountain like those trials the first one Amarantha tried to like tailor it to her and it ended up helping Feyre out like she was better than Amarantha thought uh, so that one yeah she it was her own self that got through that one the second one right she didn't that, get through that that one. was all rice that one broke her wasn't it mm-hmm like he so told what, her which lover to pull well yeah with the with her hand mm-hmm. tattoo um I was gonna ask like what was that like what was it because Amarantha knew she couldn't read or was it like another riddle like what what even was she supposed to do I guess is what I'm trying to say it was a riddle on the wall that she was supposed to solve. So it's kind of like Amarantha taunting her. Like, you can't solve my other riddle. So here's another Here's one. another riddle that, like, you're not going to be able to solve this one either. She didn't know she couldn't read. Right? And that's why it worked. Because she did pull the right liver, lever. So the idea is, right, she eventually figured out or she guessed and she just got the right one. If Amarantha knew she couldn't read, she would have known she cheated. Okay. Well, because that was my other question. Like, how did she not know that she just cheated? So she took it as, okay, she either solved that riddle or she um, guessed. guessed, got lucky. I mean, chances out of three, you decently did. How did Ryson have that control or power over Feyre? Um, the, it was the magical connection. There's a connection between them now because they made that promise right where he heals her and then she goes to live with him so now there's that connection between them um and that gets explored a little bit more in some well, of the next books and wasn't one of his powers just that he could get inside people's heads anyways so when they made that connection it was like he could just talk to her through that well i think that's something important in prithian is like your word and your promises and the like they are help they are bond like by magic and so when they made that deal like that is it's like solid like those are something that you can't just break like with the curse that amarantha put on like they physically cannot tell pharaoh what's going on because of that's the deal and there is a deeper connection with pharaoh and rysan because that's why she goes to see him at the end of the book Right? It's like, why would she do that? It, they have that connection through that magic bond that they have. Right, because didn't she just say, like, she heard something or something? Like, that woke her up out of bed. Yeah. Like, just pulling her towards him. Yeah. And that's why Tamlin was so mad about it, too. Right? Was he mad about Wait, it? Wait, when? Well, because he doesn't show that he's mad, right, under the mountain when he sees the tattoo. Oh, uh, uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh, but he is mad because oh, yeah. there's another man has a bond and a connection with Feyre mm-hmm. now and like well, and that's not just m- another man his enemy yeah and like that's probably a reason he took her into the closet when they were at one of the parties to like you know like dominance. hey this is still my girl you mm-hmm. know but Rysand had that plan to h- help all of them which Tamlin didn't see I was gonna say so what was Rysand's goal when he stormed their house like because so was he good all along is what I'm trying to say like at his core he really was against Amarantha and was at the good for Prithian so when he went to the house like what was he trying to do 
Well, so I think it's that um, he was checking on Tamlin, right? Because Tamlin is, throughout it all, he's still the only hope they have, mm-hmm. right, to, to break the curse. Um, so he's checking on him. What is he always doing? Way and just how, like, he knew what Feyre looked like, and they still mm-hmm. took the other girl, mm-hmm. and, like, the whole time he was trying to get her to that point. I'm curious, what do you guys think of Tamlin's behavior under the mountain where he doesn't do anything? Well, at first I believed it that um, he was under like a spell. Because remember when Feyre was like, oh, well, what does she do to Tamlin? And Rysan's like, nothing. I was like, oh, that like, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like, it's just. Was he just like completely hopeless at that point that he's just so broken down well, or I got more of the vibe of like Amarantha is so powerful and so manipulative that he just didn't want to give her anything he didn't want to give away he didn't want to give her the satisfaction of seeing him hurt when she hurt but I'm like that's some crazy self-control to watch the person you love literally be tortured and be up and just you know annihilated and like to just have a blank face what do you think? Because that really affected Feyre too, right? That he wasn't She's acknowledging like, all I need her. Is right. Like something from you. So do you think that's what he should have done, or do you think he should have acknowledged her in some way to give Feyre more hope? I think I think he could have. He, he could have done because all. when she went to stab him in the heart, he did. He it said like he gave a smirk or something. He totally could have done small little things like that where Amarantha's not going to see it or notice it. But I, I, I think at some point he could have. There's, if he can sneak her away into a closet to make out with her, I think he could find a way to, like, communicate. Even Give her a wink. A w- <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, he didn't even want to be in that position in the first place. Like, I think he was just done. Yeah, like that's why he sent her away. Yeah, like he was just done with like everything. The curse can't like be broken. he was tired of seeing everyone he loved and or people that he didn't even know die because of this curse and everything. And I think he just got to the point where he was just so low that he just wanted to accept his fate and just let it happen, almost. And now I don't know, but then he did like take her, her into the closet and like tried to have that moment or whatever, which. Which, of it, all things, that's what you're going to do? Right. Like, if you can get her into a closet, why not sneak her out the other door yeah. and get her in the back to the spring court? Mm. But then there's no way the curse can get broken again. So and then it's would just... would Amarantha just find her? Yeah, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so... Uh, who knows? This is why I like this book, right? It gets complicated. Uh-huh. And the characters aren't like, oh, here's a good character and here's a bad character. Okay, I want to ask you, maybe is this foreshadowing, or did I just read into this? Like, what is this? So, at the very end of the book, when Vera does choose to go out and see Hand, and they're talking, and he's about to leave, and it says, his eyes locked on mine, wild and wide and wild, and his nostrils flared. Shock, pure shock, flashed across his features at whatever he saw in my face. And he stumbled back a step. Actually stumbled. What is I began? And then he disappeared. What is that? What Same. is that? Same. I read that like four or five times. I was like, what? What is going on? Did I miss something? I, ha- I like. So that's something that. Like, yeah, I know what it is. Okay. Okay. So it's something. Okay. I just needed to know because I'm like, 
did I, am I dumb? Like, did I miss? You're just going to slide past that? Yeah. Wait, also, I thought it, like, they literally just turned her into a high fae. Like, that just kind of came out of nowhere, you know? Like, there was no leading up to that, or, like, if we knew that was even a possibility, or... So I thought that was kind of weird, they, they just kind of... But then again, like, she was dying, so that was yeah. the only way to keep she her... She wasn't dying. She, she was, was dead. dead. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, she was watching you... herself from above, like... Well, I... No, no, no. She was watching herself through Rysan's eyes. Because oh. it literally says, it says, I saw my corpse. Mm-hmm. Or it used, yeah, I think corpse. I think yeah. it said, I mm-hmm. saw my corpse. No, yeah, sh- her her neck was snapped. Her back broke. <laughs> Mind so blown. cells. <laughs> and I will say, yeah, the, the turning the mortals into high fae is, it is jarring. And it happens again later. And I was like, I hate it. But also, I really like these characters. So yeah. I'm glad that it happened, yeah. but. Well, it seems like if they could do that, could they not, like, do something else also? Like, with their healing powers? Like, is that really the only option? Well, they were able to do that after the curse was broken. So did they have their powers back at that point? Whereas before, they didn't have that Mm -hmm. amount of power. Mm -hmm. Would you guys say you learned anything from this book? I know it's not like self-help or even, I don't know. I think the main thing just like with Tamlin like you don't really like you don't know what he's going through just like with every single character you know like you don't know what battles they're facing like what they're hiding like and what they choose to present to you is not always the truth. Yeah me and Becca were talking about that last night of just it's so interesting because it obviously we have to judge people and we have to judge situation like that's how we exist But it's so interesting how we can get so flawed in our perspective because we really only know what we can see. That's really it. So unless someone tells you something, unless you see something, like your perspective is so flawed. Like Feyre went through almost the whole book thinking there was a treaty and there was a this and a blight. And it turned out to be something entirely different because no one told her. So like you only know what you can see and I think we jump to conclusions and we make a lot of assumptions of things we just see of people and we don't actually know i learned to just say i love you would any of you change the name of the book or what do you think the importance of the name was i hate the name i thought it was good though because at the end Feyre's like oh like why would you want me like i'm all thorny and then Mm -hmm. tamlin he's the rose like because that was he had the rose garden and that's what his father did for his mother and like so once I like put that together I was like oh that's cool like that makes sense like I like that title Mm -hmm. why do you hate it because all the books have a court of something something and I'm Uh like I don't get it like why why is it a court yeah yeah I also just don't love like long book names because it literally has an acronym because it's so long and just call it roses I like I like the acronym though I don't but it's just like because like someone um said that we should read this and they put a-c-o-t-a and I was like what is this so the acronym's good if you know the book but if you don't know the book you have no idea that it would even be a book I don't know I don't think that I I also don't think that titles are that important to me so like I don't really care yeah (laughs) that it has a weird name 
and I don't know what I would change it to. You talked about that in your other episode, it, too. Yeah, it's easy to be I like, oh, like yeah, it, something else. But <laughs> I don't know what to do. The Blight. <laughs> there you go. Are there any books you would compare this book to if someone... I mean, I guess someone shouldn't read it now. They got all the spoilers, but... Yeah, maybe put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> it's a book club. Y'all should have read it. <laughs> I had a couple recommendations. Ooh. Uh, so one was From Blood and Ash. Becca, yeah, put this one on. Recommended it, too. Is she read it. From it's a different author. It's Jennifer Armentrout. Uh, and it has kind of similar, like, romance, but also saving the world and different countries and, and magic creatures. Yeah. It w- was very on the same. Yeah. Totally different world building. but Similar concept. Kind of a similar concept. Sort yeah, of. I really like that one, too. What was I'm called? reading the last book right That's now in that series. series. Well. Is it yeah. a trilogy? No. I think the fourth one is the last one that's out. Oh. And I think there's another one coming. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I, when you sent this question of like similar books, was uh-huh. The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. That one's a trilogy. You've read that? Uh-huh. It's good? Yeah, I really liked it. So I, and it gave me same vibes because it also has like fairies and fae and, and like similar sorts of creatures, but it's a very different style of writing where they actually kind of are evil, yeah. <laughs> the fairies and the fae and stuff. But you get a lot of the similar ideas too of where the evil creatures, you learn like why, why they do what they do and you love them and yeah. Well, I did think it was cool even after literally everything Amarantha put Feyre through she still said like in a sliver of a way I could I can see why she had that hate and I can see why she did the things she did yeah the eyeball though can we just talk about that for a second imagine that like you just see this eyeball going around in circles in there like staring at stuff yeah his consciousness yeah that is the like Awesome. Great detail. What, <laughs> oh. what do you think would happen if he were to come back? Uh, I feel like he's going to come back. <laughs> the foreshadowing was too <laughs> shadowy. No, but like having had your eye in an eyeball for a thousand years. You've seen. Well, and on and then Amaranta's hand, you've seen some stuff. Ugh. Wouldn't you just be crazy? And I would imagine, yeah, you'd just be psychotic, like. She tries to show, like, her whole thing with yeah, him is hatred and revenge. And, yeah, so. What was the name? Like, Ju- started with Julian? Julian. Julian. I was going to say. I mean, what? he did kill her sister. <laughs> Super valid to torture him for the next eternity. Just saying. That was her girl. You know? What? I totally get it. <laughs> Don't kill my sisters all. I'll put your eyeball in resin with your soul still attached. No, I was going to say, like, what did you guys think of, like, just, like, the graphicness of the whole book? Sometimes it would catch me off guard. I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to, I don't know. it. I like it because I hate it when books are too beat around the bush kind of vague. And I'm like, just say it. I feel like it makes the world more real right it makes it concrete that being said like you can go overboard with the graphicness <laughs> well, just like right so i think it's a good thing i was like mm, and then like kept bringing it up i'm just like 
Ooh, but I think it was also a constant reminder of Pharaoh's guilt because she did that. Like, that was her fault. And it makes the consequences real, right? That Pharaoh's not just like some magic princess has to complete her trials and gets her prince, right? Like, this she is a really wicked and cruel yeah. thing going on here. Mm-hmm. And there's really death consequences. Yeah. And pain. <laughs> well, and that came full circle because when she heard about Claire's family, that's what made her go back. Yeah, I was just gonna say like it just shows who Amarantha was too like Mm -hmm. all those like all those little things she had been hearing about her but actually seeing what she did to a human like that just like put probably everything into perspective for her because like she showed up to the spring court and she thought it was terrible and all this stuff and like Mm -hmm. girl you have no idea like yeah in perspective yeah do you guys want to tell me any of your all-time favorite books or favorite books at the moment or favorite author? This one. <laughs> this whole series that we're about to binge read. Yeah. Same. Yeah, this one's one of my favorites. I don't I did you sent me that question or whatever uh-huh. and it did make me think it was legit probably in like middle school or something. There baby are quails. baby quail oh. crossing our yard at so the moment. So many baby quails. <laughs> Wait, I'll put it. But I can't even remember. I just Kaylin remember wants I to go quail it. hunting in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> tell him to get his gun. Okay, oh. tell, tell me, Darcy. So, I don't know. It probably was like middle school or something when I read it, but I think it was called Maximum Ride or Maximus Ooh, I read Ride. That one. Yeah, where it's like genetically engineered kids and they like have wings and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why, but I, I really, really liked that book. And that was just one that popped into my head i couldn't tell you the author or anything but i really enjoyed that patterson i think i think it might have been patterson that does sound Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yeah i remember liking those when i was probably the same age yeah yeah i made a list of my favorite books right now tell me all right number three okay this one's nerdy you guys are gonna love it (laughs) the skeptic's guide to the universe why do you love that (laughs) okay so this is are you a skeptic yeah. Oh. In the sense that they mean it. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, truth. we find truth. Okay. Um so these are it's three brothers, the Novella brothers, and then there's Cara Santa Maria and Evan Bernstein. They do a podcast. So I listen to their podcast every week and they do like science news items and talk about them and uh, they'll do things like debunking UFO stories, uh, stuff like that. My favorite part of their podcast is they do science or fiction at the end where they say three. So the main host guy does three, usually science news items from the week where two of them are real and one of them's fake. And then everyone has to guess which one's the fake one. So that's a lot of fun. But they wrote a book all about critical thinking. And so that's their first book. It came out a while ago and then they had last year they put out a book um it's all about science fiction technology uh it's like the future of our technology now right but they have a lot of science fiction influences because that influences our technology so they talk about like here's what we have like they took like genetic editing right and they're like this is what it's like right now so it gave a good idea of what the technology is now and they're like this is what it could be in the future and then they also say because they're skeptics right this is how likely it is that we would have this in the future so they also talk about things like space travel they're like this is where it's at now right this is what we can do this is what we would need to get to actually be able to travel in space and then they'll say like with this method this is really likely or with this method 
not very likely. So it was an interesting book if you want to read a nonfiction book. Was it long? I don't know. I listened to it on oh. the audiobook. I think it was like 18 hours long. So That's however long. many pages oh. that is. <laughs> That's yeah. Five hours, my limit. Okay, uh, number two. Okay, number two. This one's a trilogy. Okay. So Prince of Thorns and then King of Thorns and then Emperor of Thorns. It's by Mark Lawrence. This one, I don't know how I found this book, but I really liked it. Um, so it has an anti-hero in it. So your main character, it's kind of like your traditional fantasy mm -hmm. is how it's set up where it's like Middle Ages, right? Everyone's fighting with swords and there's castles and whatnot. Uh, but the main character is like a really terrible guy. <laughs> So he's like an anti-hero because you're rooting for him to like Save do people. no his goal in the book in the first one is to kill a dude. But you gotta root. For anyway, him. and it gives it's like giving you all his backstory and telling you why he's like this. But then, so it's like this middle agey type setting, and then you find out it's actually in the future, and so there's like. At one point in the book, he sets off a nuclear bomb that had been, like, stored underground for years and, like, kills a whole city of people, right? It's the anti-hero, right? So, super interesting and compelling on the graphic side with the violence yeah. and stuff. So, Yay. would not recommend to everyone. <laughs> uh, but I really, really liked those books because they were different. It made you think. Made you think. And then, number one, you ready? Yeah. Gideon the Ninth. This one's also, there's three books out right now, but there's another one coming out. So there's Gideon the Ninth, Harold the Ninth, Nona the Ninth. I just read Nona the Ninth. And the writing style on this one is so good. It's so good. And it's different. So I one of the taglines I saw for this one, it's like, lesbian necromancers in space. Amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Highly <laughs> recommend. <laughs> Great. The characters are like, the way she writes them, they're very real. Like, they talk uh -huh. like the way you do, Elizabeth, on your <laughs> podcast. But they're like animating dead corpses and trying to find the secrets to life and uh -huh. stuff. And like, huh. yeah. So that one, I don't think I said the author is Tamsin Muir. Really, really good books, that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you should try it. And it's kind of an eclectic taste, I think. So yeah. you have to tell me <laughs> if you like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I also want to say Nicole will be back on the podcast to answer some questions. I think I forgot to say one of the most important things in her intro. She loves viruses. <laughs> so I'm going to, and apparently a lot of gore in her <laughs> reading books. I'd like it to be real. <laughs> Type four. Anyways, so she will be back. I will be Putting a poll on my Instagram at some point. Uh, questions to ask her about anything science related. Thank you. Anything yeah. science related. Especially things you have questions about. Right? If you want to know how vaccines work or if goop products, <laughs> you should buy them or not. I can answer those questions. Perfect. And she was my physiology teacher and she does very good job at explaining things. So... I'll put that up. I'll probably put it up a couple times so we get lots of responses. Anyways, so I'm just saying don't cry. She'll be back. <laughs> Got reinvited. I feel so <laughs> special. <laughs> Me it's the PhD. <laughs> I've done a good job today. 
Okay. Does it and I'm just chop liver over here, all right? <laughs> I know. I, I like, only got invited because I was coming over for dinner anyways. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll do like a painting live with Darcy. Ooh. And I hustled to read that book. I, I want to so let true. you all know, I finished the book before Elizabeth did, and I got it a week ago. So <laughs> there's that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe or come back next Thursday to listen to a new episode. And remember, you matter and what you have to say matters. So join me here with For the Talkers.